Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Hope it was a productive week for you and that you have an awesome and cool, because I know it's going to be hot most places, weekend in front of you. Scott joins me today, and we have a fun conversation that was suggested by a couple of listeners in the live chat during our listener question show recording, and they wanted us to compare and contrast Walt Disney World and Disneyland experiences that stuck out for us during our recent trip. So we go over some of those topics like the Tomorrowlands. We go over each one of those. Uh, we compare the Matterhorn to Expedition Everest at Walt Disney World, the Incredicoaster to Slinky Dog Dash. And we also just talk about Fantasmic at both parks and many other topics. So I hope you buckle in because we have some fun Walt Disney World and Disneyland conversations during today's podcast. Don't forget our show is always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today for all your Disney trip planning needs. They're over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all this podcasting possible. And if you'd like to join us and get Mike in the Midwest, our bonus mini show coming over patreon.com slash be our guest podcast ready to take a trip to the world you found the be our guest walt disney world trip planning podcast this is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage Welcome to episode 2,124 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman, from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you. Hope you had another productive and awesome week and are ready for a great weekend. Baseball is back here in the States. The All-Star break is behind us. And now it's time for the stretch run. Let's see what happens here in the National League Central, where my team resides, either the Brewers or the Cardinals will limp to the finish line. One of these teams will win the division. One of these teams will not. And it, I don't think either team's really going to try very hard. One's going to win by default. But we'll see. It's an exciting time because it's a, it's a pretty pathetic division this year. But uh, it's an exciting time to be a baseball fan. Anyway. We're not here to talk baseball. We're here to talk Disney. We have a fun topic for you today. And joining me, as always, your friend and mine, up in the mitten, Scotty G. What's up, Scott? Any big plans for the weekend? Uh, no plan. Well, I guess I got a little bit of plans. Uh, happy Friday, by the way. On Saturday, uh, my company is sponsoring like an Ellie's Race 5K, like on our corporate campus. So me, Emily, and Elizabeth, we're going to do a, a 5K around our, our office. Should be kind of fun, raising money for Ellie's place. And yeah, I think... That Outside of that, just the usual, Mike, golf and maybe stay indoors and try to stay cool because it is going to be a hot one this weekend. So is the 5K at least like super early in the morning? It's 8 a.m. So it's still, I'd rather have it be like at 6.30, you know, like to, because the, the sun will be up for sure and booming by then, but it's just the 5K, so we should be able to survive it. So here's the thing. I was, I was asking you about that because I follow, I listen to this other podcast called The Negative Splits. These three guys. It's really a not safe for work podcast. So if you listen to it, just be be warned. Uh, Dave Lawrence, our good buddy, he caught me turned on to these guys. They're like it's two brothers and their and their butt and their friend, but um, they run a lot of races. They run these five Ks and they they're in Buffalo, New York, but they always talk about these five Ks and they'll happen like after work on a Thursday, like it's seven o'clock in the evening, or you know they have these five Ks all around town just at random times and they're not ever like on a Saturday morning at like six or seven in the morning so I was wondering if that's kind of like a thing up north where maybe they have them at five o'clock and on a Wednesday after work or something I, yeah. I was wondering about that I don't see that much around here to be honest like there's like there's like run clubs right that will do like hey let's run to the or like brew pubs like let's run to the brewery and like get a beer and do like a 5k that way like nothing like official you know but uh yeah, it sounds kind of fascinating. But you're talking about baseball. I know we're not going to talk about sports, you know, even though we could all all day. But, you know, you're kind of down on the Cardinals. But remember that run they had last year? My gosh, like 
they were out for the count and then what they went like 19 in a row or something ridiculous yeah that's kind of our go-to we're just going to win 19 in a row this year and uh you know <laughs> we just put the brewers away that's kind of the plan uh mike schilt our manager is not with us anymore so we'll see uh, i mean we're not gonna talk baseball but yeah we could always hope but here's the thing speaking of sports though and disney the intersection we did that show on the fourth of july I don't know if you saw the pictures on social media, though, that the ESPN club, I mean, they've taken all the signs down on the boardwalk, you know, the ACC signs and, oh, that hurt me. It hurt me worse than it, than I thought it would. Cause I love, I love, I love that place. I know not every area. Did, but, oh. It hurt you when Apple Hills went down and uh, yeah. ESPN goes down. Dude, yeah. Sucker punch. And what about that the boardwalk bakery becoming the boardwalk deli? What are your thoughts there? That makes so much more sense to me. Like, you think of like deli sandwiches with like with the boardwalk in Jersey, right? So, and I actually tell, I said this to my wife when we were uh, driving to the lake last weekend. Um, I said like, here's a hot take for me. Like, I don't like the boardwalk bakery. I've never once was a fan of it. What? Um, yeah, I I did not like the boardwalk bakery. Like, I didn't like the options they had. So, so sign me up as someone that is really excited to see all these changes coming to the boardwalk. Oh, I'm telling you what, man, that crumb cake and Michelle's backing me up here in the live chat. It was only like three ninety five, and the thing is like a quarter of a cake. It's huge and it's so good. I don't know. And their sandwiches cake. were always weird to me too. Like, and that's what worries me about the deli. Are their sandwiches going to stay the same? Like, I swear to you, like the bread they use is just like always like threw me off. But um, yeah, I'm excited for the changes, you know. And then um, well, we got like the. Is it like a, I still don't understand what it is. Is it like a cake store? Yeah, no, it's a, rest, restaurant? it's a restaurant. It's a, it's from Indianapolis. Uh, Kathy's in, in our live chat from Indy right now. It's it, apparently, and again, it, it's like a fancy cake, like, I don't know, just like a super fancy, like the cake place. But I think that that's going to obviously fill the place. I foresee this being super popular, but I think that's why they're taking away the Boardwalk Bakery, because that's going to fill that niche and so now they're going to have maybe some savory things in the bakery spot i i would guess i who knows i'm not I like i'm it. just trying to fill the holes here i don't know you know because yeah. now we, I, ample hills is just the ice cream joint you yeah. know whatever i know change can hurt sometimes because you get like favorites right like you love espn club i mean you the day that that was announced like you were in tears on the live show Dude, i remember sad. you know we we're trying to come up replacements like the sports bar at the odyssey but like sometimes change is good just to see something different. You know, I would love them to see, like, I know this wasn't the topic today, but like big river. I would love to see them do something with that too. Like, I mean, it's a good option, but like, I don't know, like the boardwalk getting new options and like changing things up a little bit. It has me really excited for the boardwalk. You're exactly right. Well, big, but what big river is, it's like uh it's like a beige living room, right? I mean, it's, it's as boring as you can get. You know, I mean, you can go yeah. in there and you can get like safe, like club sandwiches. You can get hamburgers, fries like your kids are going to like it. You're going to like it. Like it's yeah. it's it's like going to Applebee's. I mean, you know, everybody's going to find something they like. The service was good. I've been there a couple of times. You don't need an ADR. You just walk up to that. Yeah. But I mean, nobody's going to talk about your beige living room. Boring. Yeah. You know, like put something cool in there. I'm with you. talk about beaches and cream or the, even like the fountain down the way a little bit, too. You know, like there's so many other options like <laughs> Yeah, the only people that go to Big River really are those ones that just don't have an ADR and like, and it's like the night before the marathon and they need something to eat, kind of like in our listener question show, right? Or you have a picky like, kid. I mean, we went there with Paige a couple yeah. times because she's so picky. You know, it's like, oh, can't go to uh, Cape May because it smells like fish. I can't go there with my wife either. She's like, yeah. I mean, like we walk past there. She's like, she holds her breath like the whole time. Like, it's not that bad. Seriously, yeah. you'll, you'll make it. Anyway, let's get. Go I, ahead. I can't wait to take you though to the cake, uh, the cake place. Like, <laughs> and you're gonna be like, "Where's the TVs in the restaurant?" Seriously, like, I know that's just gonna be a really funny. I'm mean, like, you took urinal TVs out. What's going on? <laughs> and they're gonna be like, "Dude, this is the cake place now." Because you know, I, I, I'm a girl dad. Like, I've been to the American Girl dolls like cafeteria, like little place where I sat there with my daughter at the American Girl doll, doll cafe thing where. We sat at a little table, and no kidding, her little American Girl doll had a like a little seat that latched yeah. onto our table, and the waitress talked to the doll while we when we'd order like something for the doll. I was like, oh man, I wish I was at home watching college football. But you do that for your kid. I don't know what this place is gonna be like, but I'm gonna go in and eat cake, I, and I you can got, always eat cake. Happened to you at ESPN? You didn't like come in with like your 
your tiger mascot doll and then like you know oh yeah, but i could get my doll my, my mat my tiger mascot wants 10 wings as well i should have yeah truman i mean like tr- truman here i like, sort of had a name i couldn't think yeah, about the name no was. truman truman wants to eat some jayhawk right now do you have any grilled jayhawk like i mean <laughs> over easy you know roadkill what truman will eat Jay- sorry kansas fans okay anyway and i want to hear about your basketball team all right here we go we're talking about today's topic let's get to it we're going to, and this is inevitable, but we actually asked for suggestions in the live chat after the listener question show, and we got this from multiple listeners. So we're going to throw this out there for Kevin and uh, for Lisa. A lot of folks were asking about this, and they said, you know, you're freshly returned from Disneyland. We're not doing a Disneyland show, but we're going we're gonna to compare some of those experiences that are, that are both similar and different from Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Not the obvious ones. I mean, I think the first one is you is you kind of think about this kind of a show. To me, it was like Pirates. And everybody says Pirates is superior at Disneyland. And it is. I mean, in every single way, it's longer. It's more detailed. It goes through the Blue Bayou restaurant. The exterior, the, the queue is kind of crazy, how you're outside and you're inside. So that, you know, that's one that I don't want to spend a ton of time on because I think everybody's talked about that. But let me throw it to you to kind of lead us off. What is something that's kind of, if we had to compare things, Disneyland, Walt Disney World, give us a comparison to have a conversation here first. All right. I love this topic. Um, You might not have saw this one coming, so I'm going to ask you, put you on the spot here, Mike. How would you compare the two monorails? Now, let's not include like the Epcot monorail line. Let's talk about the monorail resort line with Magic Kingdom versus the Disneyland monorail. So the monorail at Disneyland is kind of shocking if you come from a world perspective, right? Because the the Walt Disney World monorail is transportation, like it's a form of transport. It's to get you from point A to point B. Now, I consider it a ride just like I consider the Skyliner an attraction. Like it's a it's a fun thing to do. Like I could do that just for entertainment purposes, but it's really to get you from point A to point B. And it's luxurious. It's big. You have seats. You know, you can stand up on it. When I got on the Disneyland, and I knew this because, like, again, I, you know, I, I had heard this. But when you get on it for the first time, it's like it's not air conditioned. The windows are open. You know, it's tight. I'm six foot three. You know, I'm trying not to hit. I did hit my head the one time getting out. Um, and it's just it's small. But then again, you got to look at it and say, this is like version A of what you get in Florida. This is where it came from. So. I like I liked it and I thought it was cute at Disneyland. It was fun, but I much much prefer prefer the monorail at Walt Disney World. I don't know how do you feel? I feel the exact same way. Like it's it's an attraction, really, is what it is yeah. at Disneyland. And you know you have to get off it when you go because spoiler alert, people that don't know, like it it goes from Downtown Disney to Tomorrowland at Disneyland. And if you get on at Disneyland, you can take it for the whole loop. Like you don't have to get off at, at the downtown Disney, um, but you do have to get off when it comes back to Tomorrowland. So a lot of people just, they're in the magic, they're not in the magic kingdom. Like they're in, they're in Disneyland and they just see it as an attraction. Like, oh yeah, let's just ride the monorail and come back. Um, which can be frustrating sometimes if you're at downtown Disney and you're using it as a mode of transportation because people don't have to get off there. Right. You could wait. We did that once. You had to wait a really long time sometimes to just even get on it. So you have to really view it as an attraction, not a mode of transportation. And I definitely prefer it at Walt Disney World because while both are historic, there's just something about like going through the contemporary, like stopping at all the resorts. Like I just love the monorail so much more at Walt Disney World. But uh, it's kind of funny you talked about the Skyliner. Here's kind of like a hot take idea for me. I wish they did have a mode of transportation at Downtown Disney to get you to like the Esplanade, to the parks. And how about they build like a Skyliner where the station was where like the Earl of Sandwich AMC Theater was. You can build a station there, just put, put you on a bucket that just flies over like Downtown Disney. Like how cool would it be to like fly over Downtown Disney, look down on everything. You land at the Esplanade and boom, boom, boom. You can go to either California Adventure or Disneyland. I wish they would do that. That would be a great idea because it would be a short jump there. I mean, it wouldn't be very long. Yeah. And you could maybe take a, like an arm and put it out by the parking garages too, kind of off to the left exactly. there and bring them yeah, in. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like right in Esplanade. There's no room for, for yeah. you to build some giant station there. But like, man, like 
I was just thinking about that. That would be a really cool option for getting around because think of like how congested downtown Disney gets sometimes too, yeah. with like people shoulder to shoulder walking around. If you could just go overhead for some of the folks that want to go to the parks, I think that'd be really awesome, but it'll never happen, but it'd be great. It would be. Okay. So here, here's one comparison that I had, and I haven't really heard about this like direct comparison in many other podcasts or any other stuff I've read. Is the Matterhorn not version A of Expedition Everest? I mean, is it not the exact same attraction, basically? I mean, it's a mountain. Everest is a mountain. The Matterhorn's a mountain. It's a steel coaster. It's got the Yeti. It's got a superior Yeti. Um, and here's the thing. Like, the more that I've gotten home, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to, like, rank, you know, I, I haven't, like, written anything down or anything because I have a podcast. We'll talk about it. Like, all the, for the next 28 years, we'll talk about that trip. Not every week, but it'll come up here and there and everywhere. But the thing is, you know, as I try to think about my favorite attractions, my favorite experiences from the trip, a lot of them are just the hanging out kind of things. But as far as experiences like teacups at night, you nailed it. Like you got, you kept saying, got to do teacups at night. You were a hundred percent right. Um, Cause I mean, the main Logical parade went right by as we were riding the teacup. It's like, this is like in the, you know, the Matterhorn was right there at night. Main Logical parade goes by. We're on the. I'm like, this is like a commercial. Like we're in a commercial it right really now. Really was a commercial. We're in a Disneyland yeah. commercial. This is crazy. But the thing is, and the cast member was fun too. Like everybody, it's time to party yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You know, like because like, it, like it was we, so. It was is so awesome. it? And I was, you know, I, I was only riding with my wife. You know, the girls were riding together. You were riding with Elizabeth. Like I was like, yeah. it's date night at Disneyland. Like, it was date. I, you did that in your Instagram post, and I loved it. It felt it was Friday night. It felt like a date night. It was sure. crazy. I'm like, is this 19 yeah. like 62? No, because I wasn't born. Even me, as old as I am. Okay, so here's the thing, though. Like, I, I think about the Matterhorn, and like this thing was rough. Like, I, dude, I. I swear it cracked my rib one time. It didn't because I'm still, uh, it, 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 it magically healed. But this thing was so painful. It did hurt to ride this ride. I mean, it's no joke. It's, it's, it's not comfortable. But the more I got back, I loved this ride. Like, it, it, don't get me wrong. Everest is a great attraction. It's because it's not related to any other IP. I love what Walt Disney World has done with that. Great attraction. Great attraction. But the Matterhorn is such a cool thing because... It's it's kind of the weenie for Disneyland because it dwarfs the, the mountain itself dwarfs the castle. And it's it's kind of unexpected because again, I knew the Matterhorn was there, but I didn't have any kind of scope. I didn't know that the Matterhorn was I did not expect it to be that big. That thing is huge. Like the mountain itself is gigantic compared to what I had in my mind's eye. And I just loved everything about it. I loved like it was kind of a little Swiss mini land right there. I love the the vehicles that it was kind of like a space mountain at Walt Disney World type vehicle. I love that you splash through the water. I love the Yeti. I loved it. And I, I love this attraction. So like if I had to pick like between the Matterhorn or Everest, I would pick the Matterhorn, even though it's going to kill me. Like, I don't know. Am I like a sadist? Like this thing was like wanting to kill me. And yet I want to get back on. Not, I don't want to ride it back to back. I need a little recovery time. <laughs> But I, I missed the Matterhorn. I missed some yodeling. It was great. Yeah, the, you know? so like the background music too. Like you and I never really have talked about the background music at Disneyland, even though we both love background loops. But yeah, I love everything about that Matterhorn theme and you hit it right on the head. I would almost say that it's like a combination of Everest and Space Mountain at World. Right. The way, because yeah. you described the ride vehicles and now there's two of them going. I think it's a very similar track and like the, I think the speed of the attraction is about the same as Space Mountain too, because it goes through the dark and everything too. So I normally get a Space Mountain Walt Disney World vibe when I do the Matterhorn, but now you say it like you got the mountain, you got the Yeti, you got all these thrills. Like I'm, I'm really starting. You got no, me there, see, Mike. See, I'm now, to see it. now that you said Space Mountain, I totally see Space Mountain in this attraction because it's like the, it's like the rocket. You're basically sitting in a rocket. You're yeah. going. To, you're exactly right. You're going about the same speed. You're going to turns and. Yeah, exactly right. right. This is like, okay, this is like Everest, Space Mountain, and Matterhorn. Like, oh, yeah. that's the trio. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's great. It is like the trio, yeah. Um, and one thing, too, like, you're talking about how the, the scope of the mountain, like, forget, like, the sky buckets used to go through there, too. Like, I mean, that's yes. how huge the thing is. Like, um, but yeah, like, if I had to, if I had to, if the way you phrased it was like Matterhorn or Everest, oh, man. I love Everest though at Animal Kingdom. There's something about that attraction where I would I would actually go with Everest. If I had to like lose one or the other, like it would kill me to get rid of the Matterhorn though, because of the 
how the, how historical and epic it is, but I would have to go with Everest on that. Yeah, I mean, Everest, Everest is superior because, you know, it came 30 years later and the technology and just the, the scope. It's, I mean, it, it takes up right. probably, I would, the footprint of it's probably three times as big, probably even more than that. But yeah, man, I it just I loved just because of the, I knew there was like a basketball hoop up in there somewhere. Of course, I didn't see it. Um, but the Yeti was just awesome. The two sides, you could do the the Genie Plus side, you could do the standby side. I I love the water just cascading off the mountain, like because it, it worked. Like it was actually on the whole time we were there every day. It was great. I loved it. So let's do another comparison though. What do you got? Yeah. So I'm gonna go with the land for you because. I feel like these two lands are very comparable at both Disneyland and Magic Kingdom, and that is Tomorrowland. So you, you got Space Mountains, you got Autopio versus Tomorrowland Speedway, Buzz Lightyears, you know, you got both of those, you got the Astro Orbiters, Star Tours is in Disneyland's Tomorrowland, which probably threw you off a little bit. It like, did. whoa, it what's my Star Wars like doing here? You know, so if you had to pick a Tomorrowland, Mike, that you had to be in, you know, you had to get rid of one of them. Which which one are you going with? So I'm a huge Tomorrowland fan. I love Tomorrowland. Here's the deal. The Tomorrowland at Disneyland is a mess. Like, I, I thought it was a mess. And I think it's because of the people mover just sitting there. Right. And, I mean, it, it's been there forever, like, just sitting there not used. And, and it I looks so that, torn. When we're on the monorail, you can, like, see it. It just looks – it's – just demolished. It's like right. it's in really bad shape. It does. I mean, they got to either like take that, and I know they really can't take it out because it's like on top of other stuff, right? But it's yeah. just like, I, you know, maybe not even have to because I mean, there's that rumor that's been going out around probably the last week that maybe they're going to bring the the people mover back to Disney. I think that'd be killer. I don't think it's probably going to happen because again, I don't think that's going to sell a lot of tickets. It'd be great for hardcore fans. I would. I would if they brought the people mover back to Disneyland, I'd be out there because I'd love to see because it's super yeah. long. I'd be, I'd be, we'd be booking. I'd be calling you right now yeah. to book my next trip. Dude, me too. I'd be out there in a blink. I mean, but the thing is, like the regular fans, people mover what you know, they they don't care. They want like a super hyper coaster or something like that. But here, it just when it sits there, it just because like we saw they were having a special event up in that area that's actually the old people mover loading area. Right. And that just even kind of looked like it was a mess up there. Like they were playing like, you know, uh, carnival, cornhole. Yeah. They're playing cornhole. It looked like, it just looked a mess. I, of course, you know, Walt Disney world, the Tomorrowland's not perfect, but it's a lot better shape than, than the Tomorrowland. It isn't. I thought, I don't know. It seems more cohesive. I agree with you a hundred percent on that. You know, like I just, and maybe it's because I've been to that Tomorrowland so many times, but I've been to Disneyland Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland a handful of times too. And I like the way you described it. It just feels like it's a mess. Like, you know, like you kind of get lost in it. Like, I don't, I don't care for like the, the pizza, like the food yeah, court yeah. that they have. There's like the food service there too. It's just like, I don't know. It just feels very messy. The Astro Orbiter kind of sticks out like a sore thumb a little bit the way like, yeah. Yeah, it's not as like epic as Walt Disney World's where, you know, you got to take an elevator up, which could take forever. But it's just like you just think about like the neon and all that. You know, I just think even at night, like I think the, the Magic Kingdom Tomorrowland just blows Disneyland's away. So that's one thing where I think Walt Disney World does really well. And, and that's the Tomorrowland. I agree with you. But then but then, OK, you know, not to dog on Disneyland, because then like if you go back to Fantasyland and you see like the storybook canal area of like storybook land like in the the flowers and you see small world i mean way yeah. superior to anything that walt disney world has so i mean we're not dogging on disneyland but just Tomorrowland's kind of yeah. a mess i mean it could be fixed i mean it could be yeah. really easily kind well, of repaired there and just think about autopia i don't know if we talked about this but like we did autopia multiple times yes. and we just we were like little kids again like that didn't have driver's licenses and we were so excited to drive those vehicles and it was like it was long I mean, the temperature, I mean, we did it at night where the temperature was like super cool. We're wearing our sweatshirts, so we didn't have to smell the fumes and all that. Like, it was really comfortable. But man, now Autopia just blows the Tomorrowland Speedway out of the water. It does. And so, I felt like I, was, I felt a little, you know, history, a little nostalgia there on those cars because they're kind of all little random cars. I mean, yeah. they don't all kind of look the same. Kind of looks like I picked them up like a used car lot. I don't know. They, they didn't look pretty. It wasn't super pretty. Even the track itself looked kind of tore up. Like at one time it was dark. Like, and we're like, I think we're not even on concrete anymore, Scott. <laughs> like, oh, all of a sudden we're on the monorail track. <laughs> like, like, how did this good? happen? I was like, what's up? But we're on the, we're still on the beam. So we're good. But yeah, it was, it was just fun. It was a long track. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're on the Autopia. So I love that. Okay. Here's another thing I want to compare with you. And I got this kind of vibe. So 
How about the Incredicoaster compared to Slinky Dog Dash at the studios? You got DCA in Hollywood Studios, kind of similar parks. What about those? Well, I mean, obviously, uh, Incredicoaster a little bit more intense than uh, yeah. than than uh, uh, the Slinky Dog Dash. But what do you think about those two? Wow, that's <laughs> that's a tough comparison because Slinky Dog Dash might be my favorite attraction at the studios, where Incredicoaster is not my favorite at DCA. I think you know which one that is for me. But but yeah, like. You know, there's there's great views. Like I think about, you know, with uh, Stinky Dog Dash, like you hit like a certain peak and you can see like in the galaxy's edge, you can see parts of like World Drive, like you get these great views where in Credit Coaster though, you're seeing like actual mountains. <laughs> you yeah. know, you go through that that first drop, you cut right. And then I think we we're riding it together and we were just like, oh my gosh, I look, you can see like the Radiator Spring Mountains. But if you look over beyond, you can see actual mountains and um, I don't know. It's just so cool, um, like the views from there. And but I had to go with Slinky Dog Dash because there's one thing. I mean, I think I documented it well with you. Like I was kind of ruined on this because I loved California Screaming. I love the original version of this attraction um, because with the credit coaster, there's there's just like too much like character talking, too much dialogue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you take off and then boom, like the characters from the Incredibles are in your ear the whole time. And you're just like, I kind of want to like point something out the mic. I want to tell them something, but I can't because like, like uh, Mr. Incredible shouting in my left ear. I, just, I just remember going, do, do, did you smell that cookie? I was like, I did smell a cookie. Dumb, dumb yeah. cookie. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Ironically though, we did ride it when the audio yeah. like effects weren't working, which was actually more enjoyable for me. But um, if I had to, if I had to go with one, like Slinky Dog wins it. It's just they're both really fun. They're both unique in their fun way. Like you said, they're both outdoor coasters at their kind of like studio parks. But Toy Story, um, I mean, the Slinky Dog Dash is just super fun to me, um, even more so than Incredible Coaster. I would say you know both coasters are they're a ton of fun. You know, and they're kind of both off the rack type coasters. I don't think they're right. anything super like you know groundbreaking. Um, and I also think both coasters are kind of that coming of age type coaster where you know it's not going to be for the little kid but it's going to be for you know for like that kid that wants to have that first taste of like i want to be a little scared and i mean it's great for adults too but i think it's really for that that kid that's like i want to take on my first big coaster like something beyond say a uh, barnstormer you know because they're both going to have characters which kind of makes them comfortable like you're on the slinky dog you know and you got you know him talking to you throughout the coaster you got that launch on slinky dog which is a lot of fun the humps but I mean, you know, the only thing that's different with the Incredicoaster, you have the high-speed launch there too up the big hill, but you do have the one inversion, which I think kind of freaks kids out, but it's over before you know it. And that kind of gives you that that kind of big, you know, sense of accomplishment, I think. But, I, you know, I told Pam, like when we rode Incredicoaster a few times, like this coaster really kind of has it all. It's not super scary. It doesn't take you super, it's not super fast. It takes you upside down once. That's plenty. You know, but it's got great views. It's just, it's a fun coaster. I like, I like it. It was just the right amount of intensity. Like it didn't make me sick. You know, it was just, it was just right. I thought. It, it was and neat. they both kind of had like those humps. I forget like the term of it. Like yeah, where, they're like camel humps yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are really fun. But yep. okay. just talking about that though makes me think of California Scream is like original score because I'm thinking about the music because it's kind of like a carnival music thing. Like, oh man, <laughs> I wish you would have been able to experience that. Like. I but, but but you don't you have nothing to compare it to an incredible coaster is it's, it's pretty epic right i'll have right, to check out the score because i know that you i have it i'll send you the file i have i'll it. check it out all right so give us another comparison as well as we got all right i was going to go i don't even know if this is comparable but i just love talking about it and i want to hear additional takes for you on it but is the trains at disneyland the magic kingdom I, See, I i don't even know if you i don't know if you really can compare them but just um because you got Walt's original train, right, at Disneyland versus the one that we haven't rode in like three or four years. It feels like a magic. Is there still a train oh. at Walt Disney World? Is, it, is <laughs> right. it still there? Um, yeah. yeah, maybe you should compare it to the people mover. Yeah, at, I don't know. At, at well, Walt Disney World. Yeah. There will be a train here shortly, people. There, we're going to manifest yeah. this. We're going to make it come back. But no, because, you know, one of the things Pam got me for our anniversary one year was the behind the steam trains tour. So I got to go back in the roundhouse and got to get up on, got to climb up on the trains, get my picture taken, got to see like how they fixed them up. Monorails, too. That's a very cool tour. Uh, if you ever get a chance to do that, uh, if you're a train geek like I, I love trains. So we did that. So world, I love the trains there. Very cool. But obviously nothing's as cool as the Disneyland train. It's Walt's train and it's what started this whole deal that we love. 
And the thing, though, that I loved, I mean, I loved about the train, and I did not know this was coming. I don't know if I just forgot about it, because I had heard the audio years ago, because on Magical Mouse Radio, we played a lot of the audio attraction uh, stuff on the station, but it was the uh, the dioramas from the, yes. from the train, like, it, because I was like, oh my gosh, it's Ellen's Energy Adventure. Then I was like, oh my gosh, it's the land, like, we're in the land pavilion, and the thing is, like, it wasn't just, like, again, it wasn't a mode of transportation. It was an attraction, but it was also nostalgia. And it was going through New Orleans Square. But it was, uh, it was, it, yeah, it's ep- it, one word. It's epic. Yeah. The train at Disneyland's so, epic. So we entered the train the first time from New Orleans Square, and I had two reasons why I wanted to do that. Because normally you would think, why didn't you just get on at Main Street Station and do, like, the full loop? Which we still did a full loop. I wanted to get on there because that's my favorite train station because you hear like the the telegrapher, you know, like doing like the, the opening day speech. I don't know. I just love that. that I just love that whole theme over there. Plus, it doesn't spoil you on the diorama scene. Like, you don't, when you get on that main street, it tells you like everything you're going to go through. And I didn't want you to hear that because I didn't know if you knew about it or not, which I'm glad you did because then that brought that element of total surprise because that's what happened to me the first time I did the Disneyland train. I had no idea that was coming, and my my jaw just like dropped. Like, what is this? Why is this even here? And I love it. So yeah, yeah it's so good. I loved it. I mean, it's one of those things again that if you're listening to this show, you're probably going to get a kick out of that big diorama with the dinosaur dinosaurs, as Walt would have yeah. said, you know, and all that. And you know, this is the Grand Canyon. Like, I still like I, I want to go ride it again just to see that. Most people and that don't. sound. There's like this musical clip. I've, like the doot, 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 doot. Like this, like, I'm pretty sure that 3028, like, man, Kevin, they have used that before. Because yes. it's just like this, like, epic, like, old school, like, musical score. It's so good. Regular people don't care about that stuff. Like, I know. They're, <laughs> like, they're like, dinosaurs, who cares, dude? It's the Grand Canyon. Like, there's a couple foxes in there. Who cares? Dumb. Like, but I mean, it's like the greatest thing ever. I was so excited about that. Okay, so let me ask you about this, though. So comparing, and I think we kind of talked about this, but I just want to, this is kind of the biggest takeaway for me was like the main streets, like the feel of the main streets, because I I think I prefer Disneyland's main street one because of the nostalgia one, because that's where it all started. It felt more open to me, but the thing is, I don't know, like, because Walt Disney world's main street, it has to be bigger, right? I mean, as far as like the, the width of the street, it's got to be wider world. Like if you measured it, yeah. But why did it feel and wider? Because of the bigger? castle too, the perception like it could be that bigger castle. You got to have it bigger, right? <laughs> or else, if it's like the same width of Disneyland's, that castle is going to seem bigger with the force perspective. I feel like that's but, probably a good point because I've been wondering about that because I was like, I felt like everything was bigger at Disneyland, but I know like intellectually it probably wasn't like the width of the street was probably skinnier and you know like the buildings are short here's the thing here's what i really enjoyed though about land we haven't talked about this was that like the storefronts were not just facades so like for example on main street at disneyland when you went to the magic shop it, it sold magic kits like tricks for you know and you had a picture of steve martin in there who worked in there back in the day at the magic shop so when you went into the hat shop you know, kind of on Main Street, like it was all hats. And the thing that they're moving away from at Walt Disney World on Main Street is that they'll have facades outside that'll say like this or that, that they're selling that, but it's typically just like general merchandise general, when you go yeah. inside. And I loved it, Disneyland, for the most part, what it said outside was exactly what it sold. And it was different things in like different sections. I love that and hope they keep that. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome when we went to the Wizard of Bras and just bra shopping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, uh, that's now no longer around as we know. But yeah, I just love Disneyland's Main Street. You always say about it, you know, recency bias, like it's fresh in my mind, right. you know, it's, so I'm going to lean towards that way. But one of, one of the things I pointed out to you, I mean, you would have saw it anyway, was like, I love those rocking chairs that are kind of like elevated. Like there's like a few steps to this building that i mean it's nothing it's there more for looks where they're like three or four rocking chairs and like we see people like rope drop disneyland and go to those rocking chairs like that's where they go to and just park there all day and get their main street electrical right spot you know like that's, that's it's the equivalent ahead. to the cabana for main street usa at disneyland basically yes exactly <laughs> but like and i joked with you like man could you imagine just like bring in your laptop and ipad if you were <laughs> yeah. able to connect to the internet and you just did work from that spot like in that rocking chair 
you know, you did the eight, nine hour day at work and then you close up the laptop and then you watch the mainstream electrical break. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know, some bloggers done that. I guarantee oh, you that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It had to happen. But, but there's like just the small things like that. And we didn't like go too deep into the history. I think that'd be something you want to do on your next time, right? Like the first time was like experiencing everything, like doing a lot of the attractions. We did hang out and chill out a lot too. But like next time, like let's look at the windows a little bit more yes. on, on Main Street, you know, like let's find all these like hidden nooks that you can go into. Like there's like, I took you to that one in Frontierland where like you put in a quarter and like it, it plays like the, you have like six instruments in there that like plays this song. Right. Like, I know that was the craziest like, thing ever. Like yeah. I had never even heard of that thing. And I think, I mean, it's I was like just a, glad Pam had a quarter. Oh, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Seriously. I think yeah. needs, the thing needs to take Apple pay is what it needs. Yeah. But the yeah. thing is like, it was, so it was in the store in Frontierland. Is that where we were? Yeah. It was back yeah. by the, were we back by the Hungry Bear or where were we? Were no, we we're, Splash? Kind of by the stage door cafe kind of area. Okay. Where you got like the corn dog that next Because I'm telling yeah. you, if you go to Disneyland, you got to do this. You got to take a quarter. You got to put it in this thing. It's like, it's like a, uh, it's a little old machine, but it's like a full on band in there. Like it's got a xylophone. It's got a, like a drum. It's got a cymbal. Yep. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Like, and it yeah, just and I'm pretty right sure time. there's another one on Main Street. That's where <laughs> I was trying to go the first time. And I was like, I couldn't remember where it was, but I knew there was one in Frontierland. And like, I don't know, like, it's just those little things like that. Like, I don't see that at Walt Disney World as much as I do at Disneyland. And that's, I wish we had more unique things like that, basically. So I know your question was about the Main Street and, oh man, they're both good. Like, oftentimes I say like Main Street USA is my favorite land at the Magic Kingdom, you right. know? Like, I just love hanging out there, but there's something more magical to me and special about it at Disneyland. No, but I, again, it's all about uniqueness. And I, I just, you know, Walt Disney World is awesome and i love the place and i can't wait to go back you know i don't get to go back again until november but the thing is like i i just disneyland the thing that really made it special for me was just that they do keep the unique things around in walt disney world that wouldn't be hard to do and i think people would discover those things i don't think they get in the way you know like that little thing was in the back corner of a store but right. it's something we're talking about here a couple of weeks later like it was cool. anyone that's ever done that with the quarter whether they hated it or were embarrassed that they just like made the whole joint super loud, you know, like, cause that was me the first time. Like my family ran away from me, Mike, cause it was like so quiet in there. And I was like, Oh, let's see what this does. I got a quarter. And then boom, 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 boom. It like goes oh, on. My family ran I was away. like, dude, this is a man. It's like a big, it's, it's, a, great memory. it's like John yeah. Philip Sousa in a box. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. I got to say this. this has nothing to do with today's show, but my wife made me, and we have not mentioned this about Disneyland. Any of the shows we've done, but she wanted me to throw this out there, and I 100% agree. Hungry Bear is a great restaurant at Disneyland. We had a killer meal there. It's counter service. We had yeah. a great, I had a great chicken sandwich. Pam loved her meal. I think we all loved our meals. And it is such a cool place to sit down at dinner time out there. There's kind of like a deck that was kind of overlooking the train tracks. And uh, what else was it overlooking? It was overlooking like Splash. Well, it's like the Rivers of America. So yeah, it's yeah. Over, yeah, or whatever it's called there. I think it's Rivers of America. But yeah, so we saw the boat go by. Uh, Tiana's oh. on it, you know, like it was, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like, she even said that to me. She's like, good call, Scotty. G. Oh, yeah. She's still so I know that I left a big impression. on. She's her. still talking about it. And it was a great restaurant. So we didn't, I'd never mentioned Hungry Bear in any of the review shows that we did. But if you're looking for a place, because I think that's one of those places that would not get brought up. And I'd love, by the way, best snack of the, this is another thing I didn't bring up. Best snack of the entire trip was the cinnamon crispas at Rancho del Zocalo. So it was the, it was the tortilla chips that they dip in cinnamon, uh, cinnamon covering. It's, it's just like the old Taco Bell cinnamon crisps that they used to sell back in like the 80s. Oh, my gosh. We didn't get back in time to get a bag to bring home, and I regret that. I my band almost bag. cried. Oh, man. they were so good. I was eating them all week, in the, and they're just like in a brown paper bag with like a label. Like somebody made a label at home. But those are Another so thing with Hungry Bear, though, so there's a gardener tradition mainly started by Emily, and you know it is, Mike. There's an awesome sign in front of the bear, like, holding, he's like a server, like, holding a tray of food, and he's just kind of looking up, and, like, his chin's all funny. It's a traditional photo that we always have to do. I had Mike do it. I think we'll share it on social I media will. today, um, the awesome photos that you have to do when you go to Hungry Bear. And Kathy's asking, I believe that's in Critter Country, correct? It is in Critter Country. It's around, like, a... Yeah, like if you're walking around like the Splash Mountain queue or going making your way to uh, Winnie the Pooh, you can't miss it over there. It's just a big brown building. It has lower deck seating too. That's the thing, like it's huge. We ate on the upper deck, like you're talking about, but there's seating below you there too. Um, yeah, it's a great spot. Love it. 
Yeah, because I never heard anybody really talk about that place, but it was it was jamming, kind of hidden gem. Okay, so and get those cinnamon things at Rancho del Zocal. I'm telling you. And by the way, if you get the enchiladas, everything there is hot, spicy hot, man. We were all. I mean, it was kind of a warm afternoon, but we were all sweating. Our noses were running. It was way too hot for us, but it we was, loved it. We, we should have saved it for later in the trip. So just to tell the listeners, we had we had um, tortilla Joe's was our last meal before that. Like, yeah, we had dinner hot. like. Like Sunday night at Tortilla Joe's, we went to Disneyland. We didn't really we skipped breakfast. Our next meal was ranch, so we went yes. straight back to it. Yep, we were just sweating. I mean, it spicy good, hot. Though. It was, it was so spicy. Good. spicy. Okay, give us one more. I'll give one more. We'll get out of here and have a good yeah. weekend. Um, I think uh, someone in the chat mentioned this as an idea, so I don't know if you're stealing one, Mike, but I'd really want to get your take on cast members. Cast so, members. So cast members are great. They're what makes the magic. They're why we go to Disney, right? I mean, I love the resorts. I love the attractions, but like, it's the, I love cast interaction, their interaction with guests. Like it's really important to me. I love it. And yeah. I'm sure you noticed this, but like one of the biggest differences to me at Walt Disney World, you got the college program, right? You got all these folks that are younger doing like these internships, you know, working all over the place. And then you go to Disneyland and you see, they're just full-time people. I mean, you're you're entering the park with your with your ticket, and it's a person that's been working there for 50 years. You know, you got like these legacy cast members out at Disneyland. I don't I don't know. Did you notice that? Did you make that observation too, Mike? I did, and like you would have conversations with them many times. Like one time on Pirates, I was speaking with this kind of older gentleman that was just like telling dad jokes and asking where I was from. But I mean, I get that at Walt Disney World too, so I can't say the cast right. members are better at one place or the other. It just oh, they, I, they tended I, to be older at Disneyland. For yeah, the that's time. all I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, I think the, they're great at both. Um, I think about like even at the Disneyland Hotel, like I thought the cast interaction was great. Our, we got our room done every day, which I haven't had that happen at Walt Disney oh, same. World. Same. Oh, that was time. great. Yeah, Disneyland Hotel. Yeah. The, the room yeah. service was awesome. Yeah. Our, our, and then, like, I would like leave like gratuities every day, and I'd, I'd write a little note, and they always wrote a note back. Mm-hmm. They would say like, "I hope you had a magical day yesterday," or like they knew like it was the last day of our trip. Like, "I hope you had a great trip." Like, I don't know. Like, I like that little touch that they were doing, like just leaving me notes back. I thought it was kind of fun. Here's another picture I'll have to post. Speaking of our rooms and the cast members who took care of us at the Disneyland Hotel. We got a gift our second day of our stay. And so it came in this bag and it was a blue like gift bag. And in silver writing, because I kept the bag or Pam actually kept it. I'm shocked. It's in our bedroom. It says Disneyland Hotel, like in the Disneyland font. I mean, it's a beautiful bag. So it was sitting on the bed when we got back from, uh, from the park on the second day. I'm like, dude, we got a gift. I'm like, somebody sent us a gift. We go in there. It's extra toilet paper. I'm like... (laughs) Hey, it, you know what? Don't don't laugh, man. It's a necessity. But I mean, it was like in a gift bag. It was so I, cool. I, I talked about the listener question show. How like I get jealous of Pam on her trips. I was jealous of you on this. <laughs> like, where's my bag of toilet paper? <laughs> no, I I just thought it was, it was funny on the day we checked out. You know how they have like the the carts, like the room service carts. We saw bags hanging from the car. Like I kind of want to take one so bad. We, I'm keeping that sucker. It was a nice bag. I mean, because it's got. Yeah. I, I love that font. Dude, I that's gonna be a that. joke with us so much now, though. Like I'm gonna find a way, like. The next time we're like, like a marathon weekend, I'm going to sneak into your room and put like a bag of toilet just paper. A, in and there. it was still, trust me, it was the cheap, like one ply stuff that just doesn't work. But it was, it was the thought that counts. I mean, that's what I guess. Okay. We're running long. So here's the last one I got to throw out to you because you made sure this happened for us. And again, you, you did so many of these things that made this trip really awesome for us. Because if we had gone in it blind, we had kind of stumbled upon things, but you really made sure we hit these certain miles, these like uh, guideposts, which I really appreciate. Fantasmic at, uh, at Disneyland. Compared to, you know, it's because it is, it's the same show. Like, I know the music, and Pam, my, my wife Pam, Fantasmic is her favorite nighttime spectacular. And, it, and I love Fantasmic, obviously, if you listen to the intro of our podcast for the last 2,000 plus shows, that's where we got it from. I love the music, I love the show. But it is so different at Disney, like, you're standing. Like, and it's, it's out there on Tom Sawyer Island. I mean, so give me your initial comparisons between the two and then I'll give you mine because okay. I, I have some thoughts. Okay. Um, Disneyland's Fantasmic just blows me away. <laughs> so and there's, and there's pros and cons to both. Like sometimes like the Hollywood studios, Fantasmic, it's nice to sit in a seat, yeah, it is. right? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, cause you get there super early. You get there like 45 minutes early and they got like, they, they got like the pump you up music going on. They're like the selling like they're selling popcorn. You can get like a, a drink at the concession stands and all that. Like it's more like a party like atmosphere. I feel like for fantastic. But then the show starts. It's awesome. You know, 
it's a little outdated with the Pocahontas scene. Yeah. Like, like I kind of lose a little interest there sometimes, even though I love it. But then it builds back up when, Magna, when Maleficent comes out, whatever. But there's something intimate is the word I like about the Disneyland one. It's like, I feel like I'm on those boats, <laughs> you know, with, with the monkeys and like the characters at the end. That, like, by the way, those those monkeys are like nightmare fuel. I mean, I don't care if you're 49 years old. Like those things are nightmare. If I was like a six-year-old kid, I wouldn't yeah. sleep for a month the way they move around and they're all yeah. glowing in the dark. I'd be like, I can't sleep. Yeah. Anyway, and there's right. one poor part you're probably going to talk about that just like blows me away every time. Like I knew it was coming. Like you were standing in front of me and like Emily was to my left. I kind of elbowed her and like kind of pointed. She knew what was coming too. And then I just, I was more so watching your reaction as opposed to like what was going to happen, which was really fun for me. Like you talk about like, going with a first timer to Walt Disney world or like a kid to see it through their eyes. Like I was kind of watching fantastic through your eyes that night. Cause it was just so much fun for me. I know what you're talking about. Okay. So here's the story. Cause I was going to share this. So this is what made the fantastic at Disneyland so much better. Again, it was different. So it was kind of fun to see something slightly different than the show I'd seen probably 30 times. But the thing was like the pirate ship when that came by, I got to hit that. Cause that's what you're talking about. So the Columbia. I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I I I knew that the pirate ship was a part of the show because I'd heard that, but I totally totally forgot about this because I was just watching the show. I was enthralled with the show, so I'm watching Mickey and I'm watching everything happen on the on the water screens. And I am not kidding. We were standing there, and when that cannon went off, I swear it must have gone off like ten feet from my head. It buckled my knee. Like my knee went. Poof. <laughs> And like I, I almost went down. Like it scared the crud out of me. Like my heart stopped. I mean, it was not like a soft like boom. It was like boom. Like the park had blown up. Like it scared my heart stopped. My knee buckled. And then all of a sudden the ship was like just there. Like I mean, it's right in front of you. Yeah. I mean, I am not kidding. Like the ship is. You're not kidding. I mean, it is like 20 feet from you, and it's. It, I don't know what they do because it's nighttime. It looked gigantic. And the amount of actors and pirates and people battling on this ship. I mean, it looked like you were just in the middle of a pirates movie. They do that so well. I was just like, my jaw was just like, you yeah. win, Disney. This is amazing. I was like, that's, this that's is the best incredible. part of that fantastic yeah. for sure. Because a lot of it is the same in um in world. Like, cause you get like the monkeys, you get the character dances, you know, those floats, but that pirate <laughs> ship, man. Like, <laughs> That's worth Disneyland admission alone, the single day ticket, I feel like. Oh, my God. Once my heart started beating again, I was back. Yeah. I got resuscitated. Yeah, once, back. Yeah, once yeah. I was back to life, uh, it was awesome. Yeah, so that, that that totally made I mean, that was just one of those things like, I will never forget. It was like, boom. And I was like, <gasps> Yeah, so I knew I knew that's Pam's favorite show. But it's funny, I've never seen Fantastic with Pam at Walt Disney World. And you've said for years that's her favorite. I've heard her say it before. So that was another cool moment for me. It was like, man, I get to finally watch Fantastic with Pam, and it's at the best. Um, yeah. And I didn't even ask her, like, did, did has she commented on it? Like, did she like it? Yeah, she, like, she liked she it a lot there at okay. Disneyland. She, like, she really liked the pirate. I mean, you cannot not like the pirate ship. I mean, it's right. just uh, because, again, it's live theater. That's, that's the thing is, you know, you got all these, like, firework shows that are awesome and stuff like that. But then when you see something like Fantasmic, I mean, there's real actors right there. I mean, this is, like, you know, real actors on the – on the Columbia and on the uh, Mark Twain at the end of the show with the characters. And, you know, the, the, like you said, the little float, like the pontoon boats with, you know, Beauty and the Beast yeah. and Ariel and Eric right. and all this. I mean, it's, it's just, it's so fun to see that. I loved it. And oh, I felt like they had more fireworks. At yeah, oh, totally. yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. Because yeah, that, that night, that was the night the fireworks were canceled. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, exactly. shooting so them we still up. got to see some. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're shooting them up like they're half price. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I thought they couldn't do fireworks tonight. They're just... <laughs> And, you know, of course, yeah. like we're joking because, you know, that viral video of Mickey where he fell down like about a month right. before that with his getting ready for the mitts to go off, you know. So, OK, last bonus one. Then we got to get out of here. Start the weekend. Lisa, is the corn dog better at Disneyland? Yes, it is. Right, Scott? It just it is. There's something. The answer it. is yes. There's three spots you can get in there. I like them. And I don't know why I feel like they all are a little different. It's probably like a mental thing for me, but you can't go wrong with any of them. They're all so good. And I learned how Mallory, as much as I vacationed with Mallory, shit, no, don't, I, learned, shit, I learned wrong. how she eats a corn dog. Something's it's wrong. very interesting. It's wrong. It's wrong. Something's wrong yeah. with my daughter. Something is absolutely wrong with her. She does eat her corn dog. She eats all the corn meal off the dog and then eats the dog. So 
You basically never seen anything like that in my life. She's not my daughter. Like something's wrong with her. I tell her, I'm like, Mallory, it's a corn dog because you get a little cornmeal in your mouth with the hot dog. It all goes together. That's what makes it a good tree. Nope. She's like some kind of a rodent or something. She eats the corn off the dog, and then she ends up with like a hot dog, which, I mean, doesn't even look appetizing when you just have this boiled exactly. hot dog on a stick. It almost made me like, like I don't know if I want to order no, Seriously, you don't want to see that, that dog. I know that you don't want to expose that dog. It's not like it's like some looking, you know, great looking yeah. hot dog off a grill. No, it's like a boiled hot dog. She, she just ruined corn dogs for me, Mike. Totally. So no, just me too. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Whose kid are you? Anyway. But yeah, Disneyland. Disneyland for the win, for sure, on the corn dogs. Well, this show's kind of gone off the rails. But it was fun. We loved this, and it was suggested by our listeners, so we appreciate it. So, Scott, thanks so much for hanging out this week, and uh, we'll do it again here shortly. But yeah, again, I think I think we're going to be here next week. It sounds like I think so. you will be too. I, and hopefully, we'll have Ricky back. Hopefully, she can uh, bounce back, and we can have her here on the show. Okay. All right, so let's uh, let's get on to the weekend. But don't forget, of of course, always the show is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to you to swing by their website this weekend. Just go over to themagicforless.com. Check out all the great trip planning tools right there, resort guides. Uh, you can check out all the Disney Cruise Line itineraries right there if you want to sell the wish, the dream, the fantasy, the magic, the wonder, wherever you want to go. It's all right there. And then once you're there, fill out that free, no obligation quote form, and an agent will get back to you right away. And if you mention the podcast, just a little behind the scenes stuff, if you mention the Be Our Guest podcast, those quotes come to me. So you and I will be working together on those trips, and I'd really appreciate that. It'd be a lot of fun. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link as you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the show. You guys make it happen, and you get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. So come on over, Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Give Scott a follow on social media at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. Instagram and Twitter. I'm at BeOurGuestMike. I'd love to have a follow over there as well. If you don't mind, we love a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get the show. It really does help spread the word about the podcast. And finally, join us this Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, where we'll be taking your calls, you, me, and Scotty G. You get to be a part of the show immediately. Just call in. We'll talk Disney with you. You want to compare some of these things? Let's do it. You want to talk about the news of the week? Let's do that. It's your show. So let's talk this Sunday night, about 48 hours from now. All right, we're going to get out of here and let you get on with your weekend. But thanks so very much for hanging out with us. We've had lots of podcasts, but it's always fun because we're a community. You guys hang out. We talk on social media. We get to have fun together. And that is absolutely what this is always all about. So for Scott, I'm Mike. Wish you a great weekend. Stay safe. Stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.